Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Caterer.com. I'm Lancelot Narayan and in each programme we invite top industry professionals to discuss retention, recruitment and development in the UK hospitality industry. In this edition, we're furthering our conversation surrounding our current entry-level talent campaign and today we're talking about retention. And with us today to do so are... Hi, my name's Chris. I work at... Five Guys as Head of Resourcing for Five Guys. Hi, I'm Hayley. I work at Brew House and Kitchen and I'm Head of People and Learning. And hi, I'm Alice and I'm the Talent Acquisition Manager for the Dorchester and 45 Park Lane. Thank you very much for joining me today. Now, can I begin? This is for all of you and feel free to chip in however you see fit. Uh, Why is retention so important? This might be an obvious question, right? It might be teaching the people who listen to this to suck eggs but why is retention so important in hospitality especially now so i think we've always said it is a challenge to find good people in our sector i think it's never uh, more true than now with unemployment at the lowest figures than they've ever been and of course we have this thing called brexit on the horizon who knows what's going to happen (laughs) ask boris johnson who knows what's going to happen, but it's, it's clearly something we're all concerned about. And it, equally, if we're not able to retain good people in our business, I, I just don't think we will meet guest expectations. Guest expectations have clearly shifted. They're more demanding. They expect more. And without a stable and well-trained team, I think as a business, you struggle to, to meet uh, guest expectations. Alice, in, in, a, in an organisation like the Dorchester... Um, I think it's become even more prevalent in the last year, actually. Um, I think it's always been difficult, just just as Chris said, but I've really felt a change sort of in the last year or so, which has been interesting. Um, and that's why retention is so important, because recruitment is so difficult. Um, and the recruitment challenges aren't changing, and the ways we look at it, you know, you can be as creative as you want, but we need to get that retention piece right first, um, and then work on, you know, work on the recruitment constantly, but that will really help. Hayley, why do you think retention is such an issue in the sector? Um, I think there's a lot of reasons why there's an issue with retention. I think burnout is one of them. We see a lot of the short shortages causing people having to do long hours and perhaps not having the best working week. And to solve that, they exit that that site or that that business or even the industry. So I think burnout for us is one of the reasons why people may leave leave the industry. Um, I think also job design as well. Having well-designed jobs is really important to make people feel like they're adding value. Um, and that's another reason. If they don't feel like they're adding value in an organisation, then potentially they will, they will leave it as well. That's a change that we've seen over the last few years, isn't it? That people very much know what they want uh, mm. in terms of their career progression mm. in ways that we probably haven't seen before, mm. I'm guessing. What do you think is driving it? Do you mean, what, what do you what do you think's driving good retention or poor? Why, what, why are people, why is high turnover so high in, in many instances, do you think? I, I think it's, again, it's a combination of a lot of things. I think the weakest link in any resourcing chain is always going to be that a manager's or the hiring manager's ability to spot talent. And sometimes they would 
make the wrong hiring decisions for the wrong reasons, not intentionally. It's absolutely not intentional. However, they are operators. They know how to run businesses. We, our job as a resourcing function is to help them to spot talent and select somebody for the right reasons in the right way. So I think a lot of that drives turnover. It's just for, for all the reasons is is a poor hiring decision. Um, so we've worked quite hard to help our general managers who are responsible for retention in their businesses to make the right hiring decisions. I think that that for me is, is definitely one reason um, for the turnover. It's just bad hiring decisions. And I think equally... I think as a sector, we have an, a, a, a mindset of let's see how it turns out rather than Im- embedding and onboarding somebody from day one. We kind of, you've got to earn your stripes and then we'll invest in you and then you're part of the team. So for us, 90 days is really such a focus. Get somebody past the first 90 days, more than likely to be successful. But we've got to step away from that. Oh, we'll see how they turn out after 90 days. It's from day one. Every hire counts, and, and their first day has got to be their best day in the business. That's interesting. Mm. Would you agree with that, Alice? Uh, yes, I would. Um, we've put a lot of work into our on- onboarding program um, this year, as you might have seen. Um, and I totally agree with you. Those yeah. first 90 days are so important. Yeah. You know, We've got to engage them with their manager, with the business, with the brand, um, with our values, which are so important to us. Um, but it also really speaks into into what you've said as well about it being burnout. It's really difficult. Um, it's a it's a hard industry. It's long hours. So that retention piece and engaging them when they're on the job is so important to us as well. Haley, getting into specifics, in a setup like Brewhouse and Kitchen, why is retention important to you in your setup? So. Business performance is such a link and it's one of the top points we talk about at our board meeting, our exec meetings, is our team stability and our team turnover. Where we have instability, we'll see lower like-for-like sales because you don't have that year-on-year learning. Um, and it has a huge um, impact on how you know how we're doing as a business. And if you're performing well, generally retention is a, sort of a... I guess a cycle retention works because the team are enjoying that the fact you know that they're performing well um it's also about our brand proposition it's um it's more than just serving food and drink we work in a people industry and it's about um creating experiences um and obviously we have the academy side to our business as well which is educating guests guests will pay for some of our team members to teach them for two year uh, two two years two hours <laughs> about beer um or about gin or about wine um and we put in a lot of training um to get our team up to a point of knowledge where they can actually teach other people and if we're losing that um talent then we're potentially hindering our sale opportunity when it comes to the academy business so it's really important to keep our business going i mean what why did you uh, decide uh, as a company to bring your recruitment strategy in-house and how did it affect your turn so we were really heavily reliant upon um external agencies um, prior to bringing our recruitment in-house. And what we wanted to do was really create that employer brand, become attractive as an employer. We had a great internal package, but 
no one knew about it unless they were working for us. Uh, so Jordana, who's an outstanding recruiter, came in uh, to Brewhouse and Kitchen in 2017 um, and she's built the careers website that we have um, implemented an ATS system um, and actually really diversified how we recruit. So we're not just focusing on uh, the main job boards, we're focusing on, you know, only a pavement away and she was integral to the setup of that charity um and also restless is a charity that we're also um using which is for the over 50 market so attracting you know all different pools of talent within into brew house and kitchen um chris mm. five guys has been on the high street six years we were just talking about this it's, yeah, we were. Uh, it's, it's just it seems like longer they're very embedded in the high street mm-hmm. In this time, yes. what's your retention been like? So when, so I've been just with Five Guys just shy of three years. And I, I, when I joined, already there was a feeling in the business that we weren't, we needed to be a whole lot better at keeping people because I certainly believe nobody starts a new job with the intent of doing a bad job. So nobody starts a job like that. So we had to look at ourselves internally. You know, why do so many people leave um five guys within their first 90 days. So we, we, rev- we reviewed that, but it, it it was and remains to be one of our, our KPIs as a business is we review our turnover and the stability of our teams. Um, because of being such a high growth business, we, we have to attract and retain and particularly develop the right people to help us grow. We can't continuously add new people to, to uh, the expansion. So it and it remains to be a key focus of of ours. Your employer brand, yes. Uh, you talk about the right stuff. Yeah. What is the right stuff? What are what are the key behaviours that encapsulate that that employer view? Uh, so the right stuff is it. It's actually about we turned it on its head a little bit. It's about deselection. We quite openly and honestly say that we are not for everyone. So we can't hide the fact that it's super hard work in our restaurants. Our teams work exceptionally hard. Um, and through that recruitment process, be it on the website or watching a video, or completing the SJT as part of uh, the, the application process, I'm able to decide for myself if I have what is called the right stuff. It's linked to our values, so it's all behaviours based. But it is about if you feel you belong, then you are made of the right stuff. And it, it's open to interpretation because we're a diverse organization. We want to attract different types. But what sits behind it is that it's not for everyone, but we feel that the rewards are great. If you feel you're made of the right stuff, the rewards are, are there for you for, for the taking. Alice, how, how important is employer branding at the Dorchester Collection? Um, how important is it to, you know, in, in keeping... What part does it play in keeping the people that you need? So it actually plays um, a really big part at the moment. We're just about to launch um, a brand new training in September, um, all about all about our employer brand. Um, so really good question for right now, <laughs> what we're doing in the hotel. Please, yes, um, tell us, tell us more. So we're launching our brand ambassadors. So these are people across the business who who go through a separate training, which is just all about our brand um, and being legendary. So we're we're launching a new idea of um, all our employees becoming a legend or being legendary. Um, and our our brand um, employer branding is so important to us because 
we really want people to be in line with our values and what we mean as a company um, and to really have that instilled within themselves because it is so important to us. Um, so yeah, training launching for all our brand ambassadors. Um, it's going to be called Brand School. Um, they're doing some really funky things with the training room, um, which Tiff, one of our L&D officers, was telling me about today. Um, but I, you know, I won't tell you anymore. <laughs> um, but it should be really exciting for the teams to have that. Has retention been a primary focus in designing this? Yes. Um, so it's running across all of our nine hotels um, and retention is definitely a focus for us um, across across all of the different hotels in the collection. What have the uh, Dorchester HR teams done to bolster that employee experience beyond what you've just told us? So we're, we're doing quite a lot um, on, on various different scales. Um, so sort of thinking about it in terms of what's just happened in the summer. Um, and they're really small things, but we've had an ice cream van um, every last Friday of the month, um, which has been really, really popular, even when it's raining. <laughs> um, we had a summer party last week on a boat, which was really great. Um, we had um, our softball team was supported every week by our exec team um, and they brought along beers and pims to the park and we had, you know, the biggest supporting team. I mean, other hotels were coming over and asking if they could join in with us, which was great. Um, but, you know, along that, alongside that, we launched our mental health first aiders in January, um, which is a week long training for our management team. Um, and they're all fully trained to be mental health first aiders, which I think is extremely important. Um, and then we've also launched an online platform where we can send recognition and managers can send out notes to each other. Um, and it's also got lots of different discounts for um, brands across across London. Um, so that's been really amazing for us as well. So lots of little things which we think are really important, um, but it's, it's really had an impact on the teams. Hayley, how does Brewhouse and Kitchen actively engage with its employees and how successful has it been? The main way we engage with our team is directly in sight. So most of our business support team, in fact, I would say 95% of our business support team don't work from an office. They work in our brew pubs. Um, you know, they go into the kitchen, they talk to our teams. We talk to, you know, our teams on the floor, our, our managers every single day. Um, and we feed back our conversations and just gain sentiment. And that gives us that grassroots insight that is so important to understanding who your people are, what they're thinking, um, and just having that human interaction. Uh, we also have BNK Connect, which is a Facebook site. It's a closed group that only our team can interact with but it's hugely popular and it's been around since day one um, I think we have an 89% interaction with it from the people that are actually part of the platform and it's amazing it's so positive you've got team posting every single day their achievements or recognizing each other um, and it's just a really really nice sort of online space to be in um, one of the issues that we had with it was it was so busy if we wanted to put out an announcement or communicate to our team by, you know, three hours later, it'd be right down the bottom of the page. <laughs> um, so it shows it's working and it's this really sort of busy space. Um, but we've actually just introduced um, Brew Hub, which is our own uh, communications platform. It's hosted by Reward Gateway um, and we've been able to build it ourselves, brand it ourselves. Uh, we've got the mash on there, which is our newsletter. Um, there's peer-to-peer -peer recognition as well, uh, but it just allows us to highlight the focus points uh, to our teams, communicate more proactively as well, um, and you know have that clear, I guess, strategy behind team communication. Um, and 
it's really new. It only launched a week ago, but it's it's you know we've had an incredible uptake of it so far. It sounds like you've, you're building a, a, a strong sort of family. Yeah, uh, atmosphere I think for... we've grown because we've we you know obviously we're founder organisation and keeping that founder culture is really really important. Chris and Simon are heavily involved in the business from you know, even going and mopping the floors sometimes too. Um, it just has that ethos about it. When we have a new manager come in, we do a day, we call it the hit squad. We do a day with that manager where all of the business support team go to that site and we just get stuff done for the manager. Um, and it just creates that family feel and we're all in it together and we all have one mission, one purpose and it works really well. And I think that's why the culture is so strong at Brewhouse and Kitchen is because we do so much face-to-face interaction with our team. They know us as humans. They know us as people. And it's really powerful. Chris, you touched on this earlier that, you know, the first 90 days of uh, a team members' experience at Five Guys is, is, is crucial. Yeah. How important is the onboarding experience at Five Guys? It's super important. And... I think it's something we've looked at. So if we aim to improve the way we hire, attract uh, and, and, and select the right people for the business, it makes perfect sense in that employee journey to make sure that we onboard them correctly and in the right way. So we, we before doing anything, we went, at, like, I think it's super important. Whatever you do in your business, speak to your people first. Don't come up with an idea in your ivory tower in, in a support function and think, oh, this will fix it because it, it won't. So we, we always ask our people and we have a bit of a mantra. It's got to feel like it's made by five guys for five guys. So we went out to our crew members and said, what was your first 90 days like? The feedback we got was, thanks, but no thanks. I'm amazed I'm still here. Kind of. So clearly that said we had to be better <laughs> at it. Um, and then we asked them, okay, so what things would have made it the best first 90 days and we kind of came up with two streams or two experiments one would be focusing on progression because we we really want our people to progress quite quickly to support the growth and the other experiment was about um, a sense of belonging or or belonging uh, being part of our family family is one of our values so we ran those two experiments for 90 days to see which of those groups of new hires within those uh, test restaurants um, or, or districts um, had better attention. And interestingly, it wasn't about the progress. It was more about significance and belonging. You hired me for a person. I'm significant to this team and therefore I feel like I belong. So that was a learning for us. We, we sometimes make the wrong assumptions that people want to progress quickly and therefore earn more money. In your first 90 days, that experiment proved to us in Five Guys that it's that sense of I'm important and I feel part of the family that, that makes the difference in, in somebody's first 90 days. It's a very different approach. Yeah, and we learned so much. And every time we do things, before we even test or try it, we go to the teams and say, guys, what does this look like? What does this feel to us? And when we built the right stuff, that entire journey was... Come and tell us what makes what good looks like across each role in Five Guys, because that's what that's what we've got to recruit, and we have to find good people like you. So everything we do, we go to our teams and say, "Does this feel right for you? Is this us?" Because if it doesn't, it it doesn't go any further than that. Alice, Dorchester has uh, launched a new L and D program recently. What work did your team do to improve on the 
the programs you already had, um, and, and and what results do you have you have you achieved so far? So ours was um, similar. We looked at the onboarding program, and we really wanted to improve that. Um, so our original program was three days, um, and we we cut it down to two. We looked at the content. What do we really need? How can we engage the teams? Um, and what we really wanted um, to focus on was that luxury piece as well. Um, so we took it out of our training rooms. We put it in the hotel. Um, the teams eat some of the food. They try the afternoon tea. Um, they meet their manager in a more engaging way. Um, and we really wanted to emphasize on that luxury piece, but also the element of being being part of the team, uh, belonging as well for us. Um, but again, it was so important that we focus on that first 90 days, the probation period. Um, so we have launched a new training called Train the Trainer. Um, and we have um, trainers in each department who are so involved in those first 90 days um, so that when the new team member comes in, they have someone that supports them, someone that helps with their training plan, who really understands what it means to be doing that training um, for them. And it's a real focus point um, and support because it is, it's so important um, and you can get so lost in your first week. And also when you step out of the induction program, you, you can feel a bit lost. So we've really... Um, we've really made that a lot smoother and there's been a lot of focus on that. Um, yeah. And one one really nice thing they do, actually, is we have um, one of our um, values is all about personality. Um, so at the end of the training, our L&D team send everyone a postcard with a summary of their two days. Um, and the front is personalised to something that they've shared, like a hobby. Um, so it can be quite funny. Chris, mm. um, the the employment landscape's changed. I yeah. mean, really, we, we, I mean, again, touched on it a, a, a while ago. Yeah. Um, well-being in the workplace, mental health issues. Uh, it's now an integral part of any employment package. Mm. You know, people are being hired to take care of this mm. um, across the board. Mm. So do you find it something that candidates look for when they're joining Five Guys? Has it ever come up? I think that there's, I think comparatively to other sectors, I think hospitality is potentially a little bit behind on creating that that whole wellness aspect in the work. I think we, as a sector, are behind, but it is clearly becoming more and more important. Uh, things like uh, employee assistant program, where I'm able, if I have a need, I'm able to get counselling or support separate from the organisation because very often you know, people in, in vulnerable situations need specialised support. So we've put those things into the business uh, because it's it's crucial. We you have a responsibility, I think, now, not only to create a great career path, but you have a responsibility to look after your people. And that's not just about paying them on time or giving them the hours that they need. It's to to in a way to look after the people uh, that work for you. I think that feels like a responsibility. And again, I, you know. Family is one of our values, and if we say we family, but only when we're having a good time, that's disingenuous. It's it's when your family needs you there. It's also during times that are a little bit more challenging for you, and that's an obligation that that we definitely feel in Five Guys. What about you, Haley? Do you have similar programs at Brewhouse and Kitchen? Yeah, we do. Actually, we've just launched our Brewing Happiness Project, which is. Um, is something we do at induction. So all of our team go to a three-hour session during their induction, so their first four weeks. Um, and it's a workshop that is on happiness techniques. Um, so 
self-happiness techniques, but also how can you turn your guest happy or how can you turn your manager happy or, you know, your manager to turn your team happy. Um, and it's really, really powerful session actually that has helped our team um, get to grips with what wellness actually is. How do I keep my mental health rather than us intervening at a point where it's potentially poor? Um, it's pretty early days for that project for us, but it's something we wanted to focus on and give people skills to make their lives happy and make themselves happy um, at work rather than intervening later on, which of course we do. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll have a really good impact for us. Alice, do you think stress is a contributing factor in terms of turnover, uh, in, 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 not just in Dorchester? Oh in any hospitality environment. What's your view? Yes, I'm sure it is. Um, and I, I think that's why we all do so many things to help with well-being and mental health and support and onboarding. Um, because definitely if you find your job stressful, um, why would you stay? Um, so it is, it's a really important piece. Um, and I think everyone, whether you're in hospitality or in a completely different industry, um, finds they can find their job really stressful. Um, but it's about combating that and seeing how we can support where that stress is coming from um, and to support and fix it as soon as possible. What, what have you taken into account uh, in creating Dorchester's wellbeing programmes? We um, have thought about a, a range of things. I think the Mental Health, the, um, mental health First Aiders programme that we launched was particularly important. Um, we have a hub on our online platform that's all about wellbeing. Um, so it has um, little videos on yoga. It's got um, things about mental health. It's got support networks as well. Um, we've run stop smoking trainings this year. We've done um, we've done yoga sessions. We've got sports teams. Um, so I think we've tried to look at it as a whole um, idea of well-being rather than just focusing in on mental health or focusing in on eating healthy. Um, you've got to look at it as one thing as well because we've got so many different generations and different lengths of service at the Dorchester. You've got a lot of different people to think about. All of you, what do you think the industry can do together and individual business as well, but if, but coming together more than, more than anything to improve retention industry-wide? I think we've got to rebrand hospitality mm -hmm. as a career. That's the biggest thing that we could do. And I'm, I guess I'm yet to see a group effort on how we do that. Um, you see it, you know, on TV all the time where different industries have, you know, I guess done documentary series on uh, careers in the NHS, for example. And I think hospitality is a really great place to be for a career right now. Um, just not enough people see it as that. And that's one of the things we really need to group together on as an industry, whether it's hotels, pubs, casual dining, um, it's having that outreach, making parents think actually it would be really good for my kid to go and work in, in hospitality. Um, How do we do this, Chris? Million dollar question. But <laughs> I, I, I think it, it's the opportunities in hospitality, I think, are phenomenal. You, you look at some young up and coming general managers who are running multi-million pound businesses and where else do you get that opportunity? And I think as an industry, we take it for granted that people will come and enjoy and stay working here. I think we've got to work a lot harder to make this feel like a career 
and not just a job. I think the perception is it's it's my first job out of school and then onto my career. Our job is to change that. Actually, straight out of university, you can build a real career in hospitality. It, it shouldn't just be seen as I'm turning my Saturday job into now four days a week or five days. This is a real career opportunity with amazing opportunities. The things you learn running a, a, a business, managing people, your branding, your customer, a P&L, it's phenomenal. But I don't think if you picked up a job description of a general manager, he'll tell you it's a hugely complex role you, you're doing. Rather, uh, I think we've got to up our game and in, in make it a, a sector that is aspirational rather than a stopgap. Alice, you're speaking to the industry. What do you tell them? I mean, I totally agree with what Haley and Chris just said. <laughs> it is about rebranding that it is about rebranding our our industry because it's definitely sometimes looked on as um, as not the ideal industry to go into. Um, you know, Chris is right. It's about making an aspirational place to come and somewhere you can really grow. Um, and I think we've got to start selling that to the parents and to the younger children who are, you know, 15, 16, 17 um, and showing them how awesome this industry can be. Because um, anyone you talk to who who loves working in our industry is probably a hundred times more passionate about what they do than someone who might work in the city. And I think that's what's really special. We see a lot of um, organisations not hiring the sort of 15, 16, 17 year olds these days. And I reckon a lot of people that and now, you know, in senior positions in hospitality, probably would say, I started work when I was 14. I did. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, you know, I fell into hospitality, but it was my first career and I did well in it. And I think attracting that age group is really important for progression. I know at Brewhouse and Kitchen, we do hire that age group. We had great risk assessments around it. Um, but we see a lot of progression at that age. And we see a lot of people sticking with us and going through apprenticeships at that age as well. And if we can get more people at that age into careers in pubs, in in hotels, I think that will really support the future pipeline. Yeah, because I think I think we everyone is is looking for good people, regardless of sector. And I think we are way down at the bottom of the list of maybe I want to be a. It's normally doctor, lawyer, whatever. It's very rarely I, I want to run a hotel or I want... We're way down at the bottom of the list simply because we haven't packaged it up as a, as a real alternative. Um, and, and we are fighting and for that talent, that entry-level talent. We're all fighting for it. But we, if we continue to do the same thing, we'll always be looking for people and struggling to find people. Okay, Chris, what are your top three tips for great retention? I think you have, you've you got to be completely honest about what it's like working in your business. Don't try and dress it up. Don't try and oversell it because the quickest way to, to turn somebody off is, oh, I didn't expect this within my first week. Through the, the hiring journey, it's all, all smiles and hugs. But in your in your first week, you've got to expect it to work really hard. That shouldn't be a surprise. That's definitely one of my top tips. Don't dress it up and make it something that it isn't. Make every hiring decision count. I think we're all in this sector. We've been doing it for long enough to know that there are pinch points and there's times when I'm going to hire somebody and cross my fingers and hope it works out. Make every hire count. From day one, that person is part of your team it's, it's the right thing to do 
to spend some time, take a little bit longer, make sure it's right for not only the organization, but also for that person joining your team. It, it shouldn't be a one-way transaction. I have a job, you fill this job. It's this is what we can offer you if you're looking for, if these things, if you like these things and this is what you want to do, we can offer you that. It's got to be an equal thing. Um, and my third thing is, I'll get back to you on the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget. Hayley. Okay, fine. Um, I think having a culture of people over process is really important and having that human connection with everyone that works in your organisations. Um, I think um, we have the ability to flex our working offers um, to people and we should do that um, to fit in with their lifestyles. If you are hiring the over 50 market, you know, we can make a job that is perfect for the business, but also for you know, that person's commitments in their lifestyle. Um, and definitely hiring strategically, carefully. Um, it may sound obvious, but we panic hire a lot because we're short of staff. Yeah. Those are my three. <laughs> Alice? Well, I think my three would be um, train, communicate um, and care. Um, so a lot about what we talked about today, the first 90 days, the training throughout their time with us. Um, communication from the minute you're in the interview to handing them over to the manager on their first day, um, but also within a management team as well, making sure that those leaders are filtering down messages, making sure that they're really trained to communicate fully on what, what our goal is and what we really want and that vision. Um, and yeah, caring. We have a massive philosophy of we care and that's where all of our different initiatives come from. But it's just got to be the most important thing because we, we are so incredibly people focused as well. And it's really important. Thank you all for joining me today. It's been a fascinating. Oh, hold on. Wait a second. He nearly got away with this. <laughs> Chris, have you have you come up with your third suggestion? I, I have. Thank you for your third top tip. On the, the, I, I think it's to echo whatever I said. We spend a lot of time celebrating record sales. It's been a record week. Let's celebrate our people and their achievements as much as we do at KPIs. We, we've all been in meetings where we celebrate, oh, this restaurant has beat its targets or we've opened five this, whatever. I, I think people achievement should come above achievement of KPIs. So that would be my third and final top tip. Brilliant. Thank you very much, all of you, for, for taking part. It's been a fascinating discussion. And I hope that those of you listening found the, the discussion useful. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M. Likewise, on Instagram. And be sure to check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. Join us next time on Recruiting in Hospitality from caterer.com. I'm Lance Lotner-Ryan. Bye-bye.